Welcome to Soul Inspired Leadership's latest podcast. And today I'm really excited uh, because I've got two guests on, two people I know quite well. It feels like I'm, I'm quite well. I've met Gary uh, before. I haven't met Beth physically yet, but we will sometime soon. But they were both guests individually on the show a, few, a couple of months ago. So uh, I'll just reintroduce you briefly to them. Uh, Dr. Beth Freitas, um, MD, is a trained physiatrist, I think you say it, and a health and wellness coach with expertise in lifestyle medicine. But as a matter of fact, she's probably a lifestyle medicine pioneer, I would suspect. She's a warm-witting teacher at Harvard Medical School where she's an assistant clinical professor. She really is a, really is a pioneer in the lifestyle medicine um, and she's co-authored a book, The Lifestyle Medicine Handbook, and I think there's other publications as well around that in, in the syllabus of training. But I, this handbook stands out because um, each of my children have one and they, they like the book, so they refer to it from time to time. So it's a great handbook. Um, Beth serves as Director of the Lifestyle Medicine and Wellness for the Department of Surgery at Massachusetts General Hospital. In addition, uh, Beth has her own lifestyle medicine consulting coaching practice where she sees patients one-to-one one one and in groups and basically is highly active on social media and likes, to me, contributes in a positive way to the social media, um, what's the word? Uh, oh, I can't even, it's gone out of my head, but the, the social, the, the, that's it, the social media value and what you can actually, um, the good things about social media, that's a major contributor. Now, my second guest, Gary Hensel, is a teacher and author. His last stop in the corporate world was a director of human resources for a mid-size international manufacturing corporation. He then spent 20 years in academia as a tenured department chair of business management and marketing with a mid-size US college. Gary is presently writing and teaching about wisdom, new thought movement and the growth mindset. He has published four books uh, which are available on Amazon and on his website, Notes to a Younger Me, I Am, Two of the Most Powerful Words, Tough Roads, and his latest book, Lessons for Spiritual Warrior. And I, too, am very familiar with those four publications and excellent work. There again, Gary is adding value to the social media world, as I see it. So we're, we're talking a little bit about before, uh, the, we're, the recording about what's going to independ our discussion. And today what it's going to be about is, which I've said many times, is you need to lead yourself before you can lead others. But it's not just that. Basically, we, we need to let ourselves just to have a, have a happy life. We don't have to be leading others. For, uh, secondly, as a consequence, we just need to lead ourselves, both in a, in a wellness sense for our health as well as a mental set sense for a mental well-being. And 
to me, leading yourself is the way to do it. So I open that up to you, to you guys, and I'll start with Beth. Um, given that um, you're the MD in the in this in this discussion today, so how do you see it leading yourself through wellness? Thank you so much for having me, Ross. I'm delighted to be here. Great question. So happy I have my friend and colleague Gary with me, and I know he'll be following up on the same question. And he we'll will. We will build on each other's knowledge here. I would first start with, in order to lead yourself on your journey of wellness, one, you need to recognize that this is a journey. In fact, our life in general, yeah. right? We have one precious life and how are we gonna live it? How are we gonna lead it? And that's the, the, the very first thing is the realization that we have this opportunity and then it's appreciation for our own strengths and even our weaknesses, understanding who we are, flaws as well as gifts that we've been yeah, given. Yeah. And then yeah. I yeah. believe after we acknowledge these two things, that we have this one precious life and, and we have our strengths and weaknesses, then we need to move to do we understand how to live a healthy life? So the six pillars of lifestyle medicine, exercise, nutrition, sleep, stress resiliency, social connection, and avoidance of risky substances. We, we need to learn about that. So yeah. being a lifelong learner is in fact an important part of being a leader. Um, so after we understand the guidelines, then we need to honor self-care so yeah. that means prioritize ourself prioritize taking care of our body mind and spirit and that's the only way we can really lead a healthy life we need to we need to take time make time and prioritize time for self-care and that's spot on it's interesting while you're talking there Beth, because you're talking about um relaxing as, as an important aspect and as you as you speak there's some beautiful birds whistling tweeting in the background because so i know where you're sitting at the moment it's a beautiful in your backyard and the birds are tweeting the wind's blowing the trees just ever so gently so i was relaxing just watching where where you're sitting and I, the birds just had just confirmed in their own voice to relax and unwind so gary just on that what 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 you'd like to add a bit further, particularly on the on the spiritual side or the the mental side? And well, first, I'm very happy to be on with two of my favorite people in the world. So thank you. I'll start, I'll start with yeah, that. Oh, gee, Gary, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I have another podcast this afternoon. I'm, I might say the same thing, but I yeah, I, I know that. I know. I'm used to it. That's right. No, I just, I just, you are two of my favorite. You warmed my heart and then broke it right there. Uh, that just builds you up and touch you down. That's it, Beth. You, you are two of my favorites. <laughs> I was just trying to make you smile for a minute. Um, to piggyback on Beth's, uh, you know, as a, when I was a leader in the corporate world and then in academia, um, I found it important to um, 
to be vulnerable to, you know, you don't have all the answers. You're not perfect. Mm. And certainly now I'm speaking about some very personal things to people. Um, and I always want them to know that I'm not, you know, I don't walk on water. I'm human. I make mistakes yeah. all the time. Yeah. There's periods of my life that parts of my life that are still, you know, a struggle. Um, so I think that's important. And, and especially when, when you're dealing with people one-to-one, obviously on social media or, or in a book, it's much more difficult, but yeah. you know, I, you, you want to be at their level, you know, like the best CEOs could talk to anybody in the corporation. And that's make uh, spot on, spot on. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I just want people to know that, 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 most of what I write about and talk about, I'm healing myself. I'm growing. Mm. I'm trying to imp- improve my my quality of life, and and I'm not perfect. So it's not like uh, you know some uh, you know the the perfect uh, spiritual person up in the mountains that comes down with sage wisdom. It's it's the complete opposite. And so that aspect of leadership, I think, is is important to be human. I guess is the mm. easiest way to say it. Yeah, and look, actually, when you look at both what you both said there, uh, as I do again, I always say that to lead just you need to lead yourself in order to lead others. Uh, you also need to be a follower in order to understand that empathy for people who are following you. And likewise, you're perfect examples, right? Because what you just say in the Gary, it comes from the heart because you're living it as you write it. So therefore, it's the sincerity and the empathy for what you're writing about is the empathy is with you. And it's no different to Beth because I, I had a laugh today on something uh, on a Twitter Beth posted with her doing this this sort of a somersault yes. on, on the sand that went horribly wrong. But if she wasn't good at yoga, she probably would have snapped her back in two. But but because she's she's very good at yoga, that's like a normal yoga stance. I wouldn't have got up for a week the way she did it, but but there again, see what I, what point I want to make is you're living what you say, and to me that's the important aspect, and that's no different to any leader. You have to live and breathe what you say. You need to know how to follow, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you have empathy for what you're doing, and you're connecting with people. Otherwise, it's just you might as well read it in a book. Right, right. I think you both bring up such great points, and I'll say this word that keeps coming in my head, and I think it's authenticity. Yeah, that's it. Be a real leader, you need to be authentic. And the first question you asked is 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 a great question. How do you lead yourself? And 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 being true to yourself is the is the first thing we spot on. Yeah. Right. Mm. So I think what we see with your work, Ross, with Gary's work, is that yes, there's some vulnerability, and Gary says it in his tweets and he says it in his conversations and his teachings. He and I co-taught in February, pre-COVID 2019. We co-taught in Arizona together live and that was a delight. And it's clear that when you do express that you are working on things and we're all working on things. No one is perfect. No one will ever be perfect. There is no such thing as perfect. That's and good. I do believe that that's, that's part of leadership is that authenticity and vulnerability comes along with that. Yeah. And that's, and that comes with that transparency. Like it's because when, mm. when you, when you're authentic, 
and people see that you are because of the transparency, um, they then connect far better and relate to you far better and more likely to help someone who admits that they, they're not the world's expert. It's when you start saying, I'm an expert in this and that, people back off, oh, they don't need any help. It, 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 just, there's no point going to battle for someone who thinks they know it all. It, but when you're, when you're transparent, then they trust you because you're opening up your soul. And that's the thing, right? If you live by opening up your soul, people trust that because it's soul to soul. You know, this reminds me of something really important in my work in lifestyle medicine, and it comes up quite a bit when I'm working with other physicians who are getting certified in lifestyle medicine. And this is this mm -hmm. concept. Oh, I feel uncomfortable because I am not exercising. Yeah. They, they say they say I'm not eating enough vegetables and then they may say and i'm overweight by bmi so i i don't believe that i can actually be a lifestyle medicine practitioner because of these things and i know you and gary can predict what i say back which is as long as you're working on it that's the important piece hey. and research actually shows us with physicians who are counseling about exercise and diet it's not, as you said, Ross, it's not about being the expert. Do this, do that, wag your finger, mm. tell them what to do, tell them what the guidelines are. Yes, they need to understand the guidelines and you share them, but the rest of it is you also share what you're doing. So in research, if a physician says, oh, I know that getting fruits and vegetables in every day is tough. I actually bring my apple in and then they show the apple. I bring my apple in as my snack. And <laughs> oh, isn't it hard to fit in exercise? I know how tricky it can be. So here I actually walk to work and then they pull out their sneakers or if it's hey. a bike it, right. Actually, I bike to work and there's the bike helmet on the desk. And that's how I fit in my exercise. The subject, that's right. Yeah. The subjects actually report those physicians that share what they're doing, they are more believable and motivating. And no question about that. Yeah. Right, right. It's not that you have to look perfect. You have to have the, the this BMI or that BMI to be a lifestyle medicine physician. It's not that. It's you need to understand the guidelines. You need to know the research. You also need to be walking the talk. You need to be trying. You need to be putting effort in to to eating and the nutritious foods and to be moving and to be sleeping soundly seven eight hours. But no one's perfect. No, that's right, and, and that's uh, and that's there again what Gary was saying as well. Like it's. It's a journey um, and you're evolving as you write what you're evolving. And that's the therapy for you is the writing of it all. And it, to me, it's when people relate to that, then it becomes believable because you, you're actually living it rather than it's a theoretically, you're the expert in theoretically talking to people. And some, a lot of people think you're talking down to them or I can't be as good as you you've got it on down pat, uh, you know, I'll never do it, right? It's that that belief that that they're no more, that they're not better than you or anyone else, right? So they're on the path with you. To me, that's, that, and that, a lot of good leaders there again uh, show that same 
uh, vulnerability. Uh, I can't even say the word now, but 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 are humble enough to admit that they can't do these things or struggling. People then more likely generate more, far more energy to be wanting to do it because they see that they're all in it together. That's that's the key. So yeah. So Gary, any more thoughts on that? Yeah, to, to piggyback on Beth's, um, you know, authenticity, um, obviously so important. And I used to have like an adjunct would come to me and they were really struggling in yeah. the classroom. Well, the first thing I would do was try to remember a time that I failed in the classroom. And I would say that, you know, you try something, it doesn't work. I've, you know, I've been there. And, and so immediately they let their guard down that you're not just, you know, attacking their teaching style. You're showing that you're human. Yeah. And, hey, I've, I've been doing it longer than you. Here's some things that work. You might try this, you know. And you and I many times, Ross, have spoken about, like, McGregor's Theory X, Theory Y leadership mm -hmm. styles. And um, obviously a Theory X leader leads with fear. And it can be effective to a point. But what it misses on is really tapping into the potential, the creativity, the intelligence uh, of the uh, individuals. That's that are right. Yeah. yeah. And so when you're more authentic, that's again, you're, you're creating an environment of trust, like, Oh, he's human too, or she's human. And, and they're more willing to participate and get involved and be part of the, the, uh, uh, problems and things you're trying to overcome as an organization yeah. so yeah so it's it's a core yeah it's a, definitely a core and it's and, it, and once they know that you're you're stretching yourself as well to me that just shows to them that i trust because you're they're exposing to me you're exposing yourself you're exposing your inner self because you're admitting what you can't do and that once you expose that and that's where the trust is because they think they can see inside your soul a bit more. But when you don't expose that, they don't know what's inside there. So therefore, they people hold back. The trust is not forthcoming so much. So I think you're not you're not forthcoming with everything. You're holding things back. Therefore, I don't know what you're holding back, so I can't trust you that much. Right? So that's that. It's just a, it's just a, 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 it's only subtle, but people just feel it. They don't know why they feel it, but they just feel it. But, Absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting conversation. It's um. It's, I, I guess there again, it's trusting yourself as well. There, um, but that there again, that's the part of leading yourself, because what you right. tell yourself and and what you really believe within yourself that you can do it and and you do it and and admit to yourself that you can't. So, Beth, when Beth, you're saying that those people say, I don't think I can do this and you're telling them it's a journey, the one thing I'd be saying to them, first of all, that I'm so happy you're admitting that you can't, you're finding that you can't do it, you can't be authentic, for the reason that you're admitting that that's not your strength. Mm. So that's, to me, that's the first step in being a good wellness uh, coach, I would think, is to admit that, <laughs> that I need to be authentic and believe it. So that, that's the first step of being a good teacher of it. Because unless you admit it, it will be false because it won't be sincere. But once you admit it, then it's like, oh, that's a way of mine. Okay. And I now I understand it's a journey and I just go on the journey with people. 
So, see, you, you trust more because you've admitted something where you're vulnerable. Yeah, beautiful. I think your comments led me to this place of trusting and believing. So, you first need to trust yourself, believe in yourself, as we're saying, then a critical part of this, especially in leadership, is trusting and believing others. And sometimes that's really hard to do, trusting others, especially when you're a powerful leader, delegating, trusting others. But this is part of real movement as a leader yeah. and real progress, right? Trusting others. And then this believing in others and this belief that others are powerful and helpful. And I talk a lot about finding the true beauty and inner wisdom yeah. in everyone that we meet, and especially in your team, actually, actually acknowledging the true beauty and inner wisdom of all the team players is the way that we'll be able to actually reach higher ground together. Because if we're all using our gifts and talents then surely we can reach higher than if we are to go along yeah. the journey alone. Hey. You see, the, the more open, if, if you're really open in that respect and and um, let people into your soul, then you're more trusting because if you're not trusting yourself in that area, then it's harder to trust other people because you, you don't know, you think they're, all this, they're like you, that they're not, <laughs> that they're not letting you into their soul. They might be, but you don't necessarily think they are because you're not doing it to your, you're not trusting yourself. Once you open up and be trusted to yourself, then you can see how people can also be trustworthy within themselves and therefore can be trustworthy as a group. And so right. to me, that just adds that extra dimension. Uh, now, now, some people mightn't be, um, but that's up to them to betray the trust, right? But you've got to start with the trust. And that's, and to me, the only way I can start is trusting yourself. And you gradually sort everyone else out over time. But that's, but generally yeah. speaking, if people are given the trust, they'll respond to it and act accordingly. It's only a small minority that wouldn't. That been your experience, Gary, in the, in the way you, because our conversations yeah, in the I past. Agree yeah, I agree exactly what you're saying. That you know, you, you generally, as a leader. And again, in any type of position, you have to believe that people are good, that they're that they're intelligent, that they want to Trump. do positive yeah. things. So, so that you know, supporting what you said, that a huge majority of them are going to respond to that openness and that authenticity. And I wanted to ask Beth a quick question, um, as relates to authenticity. When I when I was in the corporate world and then certainly in academia, I, I wrote a lot. It usually involved leadership and training type things. Yeah. And I often think that if I was still in academia, I could not be writing um, and certainly growing the way I, I am because I don't think it would be accepted. You know, your department share business. People don't, you know, sometimes I get a little woo woo, you know, and uh and I want to ask Beth, I, I mean, certainly lifestyle medicine already is pushing the boundaries of a lot of traditional medicine. Um, but, but I like the way that I think she goes even farther with her social media postings. Um, 
you know, I think I, I, you really have to really believe in yourself and trust yourself. And I know some of the things I s- totally support what she's posting, but I'm sure mm. traditional medicine might question some of it. So Beth, can you comment on that? Sure. Yes. I try to post from research mm. when I'm talking about nutrition, exercise, sleep. I try to do my research posts. Then I often do posts about life, just the reality of living life that we all have struggles, that we all need to come together. We need to work together. We need to honor every being in order to be successful as a team. And I think I haven't gotten pushback because it's it's common humanity and what i'm doing is bringing up common humanity and it's accepted by most of humanity and so i haven't yet gotten pushback because i believe that if you read the posts you would say to yourself ah Beth's Greek grandmother said that we need to honor every human being. May they be the principal of the school or, or the janitor. And mm. remember, my Greek grandmother had a, a high school at, at most education in Greece and then came yeah. here at 18 and, and made her own way. And so much of what I post from the heart is really an extension of her heart that she taught me. And I do believe that there's wisdom that's not from books. There's wisdom that's from the soul. And I'm not sure that anyone can really dispute it or would want to push back on it because it's about bringing out the best in the people around you. So I think as long as you're working to reach higher ground, I believe you, you, you can touch hearts and, and you want to touch minds, of course. And that's what we have research for. That's what we have journals for. And that's happening in medical schools. Interestingly, the students are connecting with me on various levels. And we just started something called wholehearted MD a year ago where the students told me that my lecture to them on wellness where I mentioned the growth mindset, making mistakes and using them as opportunities to learn and grow. I mentioned self-compassion. I mentioned common humanity and a lot of the things, in fact, I I tweet about and the students said, we're not hearing this from anyone else. Can we have more sessions with you? So just my own time. I, I spent 12 weeks with them in the evenings at seven uh, every Monday. And we talked about the difficulties of being human, being a medical student, working on learning the biochemistry, but also worrying about tests and worrying about their own wellness. And so I think that when you're grounded in research in general, Gary, right? So you, you know that someone is focused in on research. And then they share their heart, their common humanity. I think you look at that and you say, that's that person's heart. 
So I think that's why I haven't gotten pushback. But hey, <laughs> we'll, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see what the future holds. But I, 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 I try hard just to be real. And uh, as you'll notice, if you look at any tweet or reply or anything I've ever put out there, I, I want to bring out the best in people. And I, I don't tear anybody down and I don't break, break anybody's back. And I don't, uh, I'm not out to, to criticize. I'm out to mm. prioritize others and reaching higher ground. That's what I believe. I don't know. What do you, what do you, well, what do you it's, it's interesting as you're speaking then, a, a smile came to my face because you had a post today, uh, hashtag research, and you talked about the value of having coffee to your liver, for your liver. So I thought that's a great, that's a great bit of research, Beth. I'll take that one on board. Uh, but, it's, but it's also, is it similar to me when I established soul inspired leadership? Because you're thinking the same thing. It's, it's really because it goes within to lead out. But there's a lot of people in business. I'm thinking, how are some of these um, executives in business going, oh, that doesn't, can't do that here. I don't have time. But at the end of the day, I haven't had much pushback. And it's funny. Their head tells them to push back. But when they sit and think about and reflect, they don't. Because once you, you get that touch of humanity, exactly what you're saying, then they actually don't argue with the message. So it's, uh, and I have really haven't had that as much pushback as I thought I would. So I'm a bit more open talking about silence by leadership than I was when I first started. But it's, uh, it's interesting to see how you get more confident, but how people are changing, I think, and being yes. more, more with it. And it's, it's not like Gary, right? The, the books he's writing now, uh, it's a learning journey for him, but, He's reflecting basically what people are feeling more and more than what they did 10 years ago and certainly more and more probably over the last challenging time of our, the last 18 months because yeah, they're reflecting more about their own because they're seeing how vulnerable they are and, and how, how vulnerable ever, the world is really. So it's, it's a connecting people a bit better. Yeah, to support both of your comments, which I think are outstanding, I do believe that we're seeing, like Beth talks about her medical students. I think we're seeing globally um, a new, very positive energy as, yeah. as people are, are digging deeper into themselves and they're looking for more than just a lot of the traditional norms. And I'm glad to see it obviously in medicine. I mean, that's fantastic. Um, you know, in such an analytical field mm. that, we're learning more empathy and compassion and, you know, and looking, looking patients in the eye and, and understanding the message that you're delivering and how it's going to affect them. And I, so I really believe like with Beth's medical students, and I know Ross, you do a lot of consulting in the corporate world mm -hmm. that, and with, you know, with CEOs and high level leaders. And, and I, I do believe there is a movement. I think we're, I'm very optimistic and very positive yeah. about humankind. Yeah, and that, likewise. And actually, that's a good note to leave our session on. I just looked at our time. We've probably gone over a little bit, but that's fine. It's when we're having fun, it's okay to go over. So, look, thanks. Thank you, Beth. Thank you, Gary, for being guests on Soul Inspired Leadership's uh, podcast today. And, um, 
we, we could do this again at some point. Matter of fact, speaking about doing it again, Beth, you mentioned about the, the, the teaching you and Gary did, did some together and we were looking at a workshop last year. Sadly, we couldn't do it due to COVID and et cetera. At some point soon, we'll, we'll do that workshop, Gary, I'm sure. And the three of us, I'll definitely try and we'll definitely be getting over to Arizona at some point and we can continue our conversation in, into a, a nice, proactive, positive workshop for people. But anyway, that's, that's in the future and that will happen if we set our minds to it. So, look, thank you guys for being guests today. And um, until next time, thank you everyone for listening, which is uh, great and much appreciated. And Gary's contact points as well as Beth's, where, where you can purchase their books, their, their website will be on the notes um, attached to our podcast. So thanks again for listening. Okay, goodbye, everyone. Mm-hmm.